All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Balling Podcast, episode number 153. We're joined with Sean. He's very excited for today's podcast. We've got a bunch of golf news to dive into. Just a ton. Yeah, there's so much going on in the golf world. Thrilled to be here. Uh, in case you're, in case you're wondering, where's Nick? I know he didn't speak the last thir- or the first thirty seconds of the last podcast. He's not pulling that prank again. He, uh, he's not here. He just disappeared. Fle- fl- fled the country. Nobody knows where he is. We're all pretty excited about it. Good. <laughs> so goodbye, Nick. Yeah, apparently he's got class and in, in Argentina. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his whole deal is. So, you know, didn't, I'm, you know, yeah, didn't even like say anything else. Just goes, I have class. You guys record it without me. <laughs> didn't even like try and throw out a time. He <laughs> you know, didn't suggest that we do it tomorrow or anything. Didn't give us any sort of warning. It was just like, hey, what time are we doing this? By the way, I have class. <laughs> So that's the kind of communication that goes on behind the scenes here. Uh, we're we're great communicators. Yeah, yeah. Really a well-oiled machine here at golf balling. They teach me that as in my communication major how to communicate properly. Yeah, when you send. So we're Monday, on it. The Monday and Thursday text saying what time? <laughs> no punctuation, nothing else, just what time? That would be like the first time we message in a while. The last time was Nick sending some dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> that no one responds to. That none of us respond to. <laughs> <laughs> we never respond to each other anymore. <laughs> Our group chat used to be like pretty active. Like I feel like we used to talk like most of the day, most days. Now we just, it, it's just like what time? Like and then one person says they're busy, the other person says like, right, I'm in, <laughs> and then occasionally somebody says something and the other two don't respond. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'd like to uh, to give a quick shout out to our former and new uh, number one fan, Doug. Um, wouldn't be wearing this hoodie without him. Oh yeah, nice hoodie. Nice. Shout out, Doug. Nice. <laughs> repping yeah. repping golf balling on the golf balling pod today. Nice. You love to see it. Well, let's not talk too much about golf balling because we've got a lot of golf news here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that concludes today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Leave a review and a rating. Cheers. What if we actually just ended up there? <laughs> that would be like, but don't actually end the recording. Just mute our mics and let it record for like 50 more minutes just so people see, like, oh, it's like a 50 minute episode. Like, let's listen. <laughs> and then it's just three minutes of us talking and then silence. <laughs> we did have that one episode. That had no audio after like 17 minutes for no reason. Had to like delete it. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Tom for pointing that out. I thought it was Ryan. I think it was Tom. Oh. Uh, I don't stand Tom anymore. <laughs> Tom doesn't stand us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been my comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to. Don't comment dumb shit on You had to go and talk about this dude's family in his comments. Come on, man. You don't know him. All I said was your mom. 
<laughs> That's it. I think it was a little more aggressive than that, but let's move past it. <laughs> do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about your hypothetical? Do you want to dive right into that? No, I want to dive into Rory McIlroy. Okay. But first, I need to go on Tom's Instagram. No. I have to. I have to see what I commented. What is wrong with this podcast? Hold on. You're going to go li- like look at one of our... Oh, yeah, I did. Videos. Yeah. No, you're right. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm like 99% sure I know what it said. It yeah, no, like... you do. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> well, that leaves that. So, yeah, all right, we could start with Bryson's hypothetical. So, there was a comment on the Twitter sphere that said, what if a kid who just started the game at four to five years old and was taught from the start a single golf, plain swing, arm lock putting, single length irons, everything Bryson does, would he have a better chance of making it on tour than a kid who is taught conventional techniques? You know... I'm just going to start off by saying I don't think there's an easy answer. Um, I certainly don't think the answer is an overwhelming yes. Like, with the arm lock putting, realistically, I mean, in the the eyes of the USGA, it's supposed to be the same. Otherwise, it would be banned. But let's be realistic. It is an advantage. So, but I don't... I don't think learning that at a young age versus an older age really matters. So I don't I don't think that's relevant. But the single plane swing thing that's significantly more difficult. And like I get what they're saying, like the idea behind the single le- single plane swing and the single length irons is it's just supposed to be more consistent. But at the same time, I also think most people have, like, natural tendencies in a golf swing, and I don't think that trying to push somebody's mechanics in a certain spot is a good thing. So I don't necessarily think forcing somebody into a single-plane swing if their body doesn't move properly for it makes sense. So I'm going to say it could be better, it could be worse. I, I just don't think there's a clear answer there. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Bryson's having a really big impact on the game. I know a lot of people are starting to try out his his style, his style of game, his swing. But I'm gonna disagree with that wholeheartedly. That's you're so incorrect. Sure, more people are chasing speed. More people have been chasing speed for a long time. Like that's been a trend for a long time. But I don't think a lot of people are trying out single plane swings and single length irons well what's happening single length irons are like almost impossible to move off the shelves oh they're moving if they're still they're, on the shelves they're, they're just not they're on the shelves yes because people aren't buying them on the that's, internet that's the issue that's the issue with the sponsorship of bryson nobody actually buys any of the stuff he plays well i think it's too early I think it's just a little too early for it to be like if you go on a Bryson in YouTube video or a Bryson post like some post about Bryson I mean you'll definitely find at least one comment in there saying like like Bryson's my biggest inspiration like I 
have single length irons. Like I'm, I'm trying what he's trying, but that's not even the debate. I don't, I don't think it's. I I don't even think you can have an answer on it. Really, I don't. As you're mentioning, it's like there's more into it. Like for one person, it's like same with golf clubs. Like you're not one doesn't fit all. The same doesn't fit all. So I so every time Bryson wins before like before he bulked up, and that was the only thing people talked about. People used to always say like, "Oh, he won with the single length irons. Like, shouldn't everybody be moving to those?" And I always love when people are like, "Oh, what about the other fifty people that win every year without single length irons? Like, nobody talks about them." Well, like, it's percentage because it's not nearly as many people play how Bryson does yeah but just because one guy has had some success with it doesn't mean that like it's gonna work for everybody I know but he's the only person doing it but people still have better ball striking statistics not doing that it's not like if if Bryson had like the career of Tiger Woods and was the only guy doing it then then that that question would be justified yeah but the fact that like yeah he's a good PGA Tour player but like he was a good player before he started doing any of these gimmicky things. Like, bef- when he was using regular clubs and had a regular swing, he won the California Junior Am or California Am. Like, he was still a stud. Like, What did he win the U.S. Am with? That was after he made the switch. But, like, the point is that he's always been a very talented golfer, so you can't really credit just, like, the single-length things. Especially, and you can't use just Bryson being good at golf as evidence to, like, back that up. But it's enough for some people to try it. If, as you're saying, yeah, Bryson, that's what I think is going to happen. Because I think Bryson's going to start picking some wins up. And, you know, slowly and slowly more people will start to adopt it. But it'll never, unless he had the Tiger Woods career and other people picked it up or adapted to it, and then they started winning. Like, you need a lot to happen, so... I I guess... If we're going to keep talking, like, single-length irons, I just don't think people understand it well enough for it to ever really be a big trend in the golf industry. Like, I will say, I do see a lot of people on TikTok just being like, oh, I just took my iron set and, like, changed all the shafts to six-iron length. Like, that's not how that works. Like, you have to have very specialized club heads to, like, adjust the launch and control distance. Like, just changing shaft lengths is going to make your 4-iron go shorter and your 9-iron go way longer. Like, no. there, there's there's a whole science behind it. I just don't think people understand it. I don't, yeah, think, no. I don't think the fitting is, like, there. I don't think with the single-plane swing, I don't think the instructions there... Like, I just don't think that'll ever really catch on. Yeah. I don't think so either, unfortunately. Because I would love to try it. Like, to have pl- been playing like that for, like, five years. Just be kind of cool. I honestly have never had the desire to try single-length irons. It sounds so cool. I've never, like, been holding a four-iron or holding a nine-iron. And been like, oh, the the length of this is uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't think that's a big concern. 
I just don't. And when I put it in other sports aspects, like if you shot the basketball a little bit different than somebody else, I don't think you're at that much. Like, like to bring the hypothetical full circle, I just... There's not enough people have the knowledge to even really... It's just like... A, it's a cool debate, though. It's because you... It's almost, I, it would be, it's almost like if you wanted to use the basketball example, like Lonzo Ball's old shot. Yeah. Like, it's not as bad now, but when it was really fucked up. Like, if Lonzo Ball was, like, the best three-point shooter in the nation at that point when he had that shot, it's like, oh, should everybody be shooting like Lonzo? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, certain people may try to, like, replicate it, but if that's just not natural for them, it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, I think that pretty much squashes that. Yeah. I wonder what Nick says. Let's call him in. Nick Nick would bribe Bryson because that's all Nick does. We'll have to ask Nick on on Monday his thoughts on this one. You... I will say I will say the one like I, I can't stand Bryson. But I will say Nick has been a Bryson fan since like Bryson was in college. Yeah. So I'll at least give him some credit there. At least he's stuck to his guns. I just personally have never been able to stand the guy, and I'll never like him. I love him. You you just flip flop on everybody though, so I don't value your. Opinion. I love him. I love him. Your opinion on anybody just depends on the day. Nah. Bryson's a misunderstood guy. I don't think he is it was, at all. It was evident you know at what? the Ryder Cup. If you if you want to keep going with that, now he's trying like these three D printed irons. Like, Ooh. just why? That's dope innovation. I, I just don't think, I don't think they're going to offer a significant performance improvement, and I think just Bryson wants to do anything possible to be in the spotlight. Like, I think he just likes the attention. We were raised to like attention. That's a huge overgeneralization. That's so not in... That's just not true. That's just not true. Your whole life you're fighting for attention when you're being raised. Your entire life. I think that's a personality trait that differs person by person. Some people like attention. Some people hate it. Yeah, but that's with, like, certain people. Even you someone who... You can't tell me that every single person, like, wants to be in the spotlight like Bryson all the time. Yeah. I would despise that. Yeah, I would love that. It's, like, the same reason I don't post on social media. Like, I don't... I don't like that attention at all. Yeah. I don't want people to know what I'm doing. I don't think they should care, and I don't care what they think. I I don't think Bryson... I I don't get, like... Then aren't you just generalizing Bryson? Because you don't know him. But there's a consistent pattern with Bryson of him just, like, doing whatever it takes to draw this attention to himself. Like what? Like... 
nobody else like if if he if he actually wanted to tinker with all these things and like really wanted to improve his game that way then he wouldn't constantly be bringing the media into it and making youtube videos of him like shirtless and shit there's a thing called pip points this all started before the pip points didn't really start posting on youtube till this year though yeah, but still, there like, there was still the theme of him like constantly trying to draw attention from from the media. He's always wanted to be in the spotlight for being different. He craves that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just, I didn't explicitly say there's something wrong with yeah. him. Yeah. I've I said that's that's the consistent theme with Bryson, and I think it gets fucking exhausting. I don't know why. I don't know when golf will accept Bryson. It'll probably be when he wins the Masters or the U.S. Open again. Or... I don't think golf will ever fully accept Bryson. Oh, they're gonna. I think there's. I think they're always gonna be just vastly split opinions on him. There are always gonna of be course. the people, the people yeah. that think he's very exciting, and the people that just think he's an overwhelming chode. Yeah, because like. Could say the same with like Kobe, MJ, LeBron, any big athlete, Tiger, but not to that degree. I don't think Tiger is nearly as polarizing as Bryson. Oh yeah, I know, but there are a lot of Tiger haters. I like a lot of them are uneducated. I would say though. You could look at you could look at peak Jordan Spieth when everyone thought he was like the next big thing. He was not even close to as polarizing as Bryson. He was like he was like America's sweetheart. Like, just because he's a big athlete doesn't mean he has to be polarizing. It's just Bryson specifically is. Well, he's... Yeah, Spieth's polarizing aspect was his golf game. Yeah. I, I can't say I know what you mean there. Him winning majors is not, not exciting to you? That's... That doesn't... Still, that... <laughs> That thought process made no sense. We're talking about polarizing, and you just go golf game, then you go him winning majors is exciting. Yeah, that's polarizing. No. Him winning majors, watching that is polarizing. Is it boring? I don't. What's the word you? What's the? Do you what think do you polarizing f- means exciting? Yeah. Like okay. a synonym. No. No, polarizing is like eye-opening. Nope. It's in between those two explanation polarizing essentially means like it essentially means that like bryson is literally a perfect example of somebody who's polarizing people it's like people either love you or they hate you like opinions are going to be very strong one way or the other it's almost like in politics how everything is so polarized like yeah so isn't lebron a good example is yeah i mean lebron is lebron is a good example but you were saying that like every big athlete's like that. I was saying Jordan Spieth, he used to be like America's boy. He's he's never been like that. Yeah. Jordan Spieth's never been like, oh, fifty percent of the country loves him, fifty percent of the country hates him. No, like, it's hundred close to that. Yeah, it's ninety nine. Like, everyone roots for Jordan Spieth. Yeah. But Bryson, on the other hand, he'll always be that guy where like half the people love him, half the people hate him. Yeah. It's definitely shifting though. There could be a complete shift in majority soon. I still think the heavy majority doesn't like him. 
I just think the yep. fans are more like outspoken. I think I think the people who don't like him are just tired of commenting about him. Like just tired of him. Like I think I think most of the people that don't like Bryson realize the more they like talk about it or like comment about it on social media, the more you're just gonna see him. Yeah, people hate Bryson DeChambeau. Like if you like on social media, sometimes sure it seems like he's got a lot of support. But I feel like if you actually like go to a golf course or like talk to golfers about Bryson, people are just like, "That dude sucks." Like I feel like I hear that a lot more than I hear like, "Oh, he's so cool." Yeah, my prediction three years switched, hundred percent. I, I, I don't think so. Winning takes care of everything. Think- yeah, but it's not like he's winning that often, and he still does too many, like, way controversial things. Like, he still loses his temper too often. Yeah. Give him three years. Like, when he's out here, like, having his... Or just cursing out cameramen, or... Yeah, like, he's... Yeah. Bitching at rules officials. Like, that's a bad look, and I don't think people will ever respond positively to that. But what about Patrick Reed? Because he does the same thing. I feel like his narrative's shifting. I don't think it has at all. I think you're the only one that thinks that. Wow. I think people still despise Patrick Reed. And I think just because he's not talked about it anymore, you seem to think that like opinions on him are so positive these days. I don't think anybody would say that. I think people still think he's a massive cheater and a douchebag. No, it's shifting a little bit, but yeah. Like, sure, there are a few, like, maybe 5% of golf fans think positively or neutrally about Patrick Reed but the overwhelming majority still despises him I'm gonna send out some tweets I wonder if Justine wasn't a thing like if that whole thing with Bryce like, or Bryce if that whole like if she wasn't psycho I wonder if that would help him it would definitely help him a little bit but yeah I mean maybe a bit I just don't think his don't issues think are roots many, I don't think back. that many people are like overly concerned about Justine. I think we see it because like we talk about golf all the time and read golf Twitter all the time. But I think just the cheating, like nobody respects a cheater. Yeah, it and roots when back when there's like when there's a consistent pattern of it. Like it, that's a tough man to respect. Yeah, the sand. Well, and just cheating in college. Like, yeah, I'm saying yeah that that starts it. Like, that starts it, and then he's continuing to. To keep it going. All right, I sent out the tweet. Follow Golf Blind Pod on Twitter if you want to vote. I have to go. Do you hate Patrick Reed? Well, as of now, it's a hundred percent yes. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put no yes to try and throw you off. I very like I was very particular about which one I pressed. I, <laughs> I looked closely. I didn't want to fuck that up. <laughs> Back in like freshman year high school, those those will get you. Those will get you. <laughs> I I don't think those get people who actually read. Those will get you. I don't think most people are aware when they're reading it though. I always like look at what I'm about to click, and I feel like that's a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, but what if I said Nick Bavaro? What would Nick Bavaro say about that comment of yours? He'd be like, 
He'd be on my side because he's got dyslexia. So. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's abundance of health and mental health issues are not are not relevant to this conversation. Dyslexics just agreed with what I said. They're I like, mean, preach. Nick has every diagnosis in the book, so... Preach, King. Realistically, does Nick actually have anything wrong with him, or does he just convince the world that he does? You'd have to ask Nick. You'd have to ask his doctor, his famous doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if we've dropped him on the name. The The one doctor that he goes to that gives him every single diagnosis... (laughs) both him and his sister they're just like hey i think i have this and his doctor's just like yep you do sure not in the doctor's office you don't know i just don't think it's possible for two people to have that much wrong well they're it's genetic yeah but like the dyslexia doesn't i feel like i've heard him say that that like came from his car crash like yeah that could be tough because i know nicole is definitely dyslexic. I don't, she doesn't like play it out. Like if you did a podcast with Nicole, she's after 153 episodes, her numbers are significantly lower than Nick's on dropping. I'd like to give an update on this. uh, Do you hate Patrick Reed uh, poll right now? There are now more votes than just me and it's still a hundred percent. Yes. And somebody screenshotted it a hundred percent and said, stop the count. (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? Uh, Alan Morris. Let's see if he's a. Let's see if he's a regular. Wow, I actually don't know who that is. Wow, dude, I'm. I can't even see what he said because it said this tweet might include sensitive content. It's literally just a screenshot. There's three votes. Two people have said yes, outside of you. I know, but I the fact that we got a response that says stop the count. Yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest thing. It's tough. <laughs> you should have set it for like a two minute timer. Right? <laughs> Just let it expire at a hundred percent. No. Maybe there would be a like article written about it by Eamon Lynch, like hundred percent of golf fans say they hate Patrick Reed. <laughs> Justine was one of the votes. Oh, maybe Justine won't get behind this. She's got like 20K on Twitter. Is this going to get us blocked from Use Golf Facts? Oh, so did you just throw in the no vote? No. Uh, somebody voted. Oh, let's go. I'm going to go throw in a no vote from my Twitter. Well, the issue, you also use the word hate. Mm-hmm. So and I feel like it, sh- I feel like. Should I change it to like? No, I feel like both of those terms are too strong. I think it should have been like, how do you feel about Patrick Reed? Positive, negative, neutral. Oh, fuck. Sean, I did a thing. Okay. Oh, let's go. I went on golf balling Twitter, uh, and it said five. It said um, it was like. 80 there were five votes total and there was one no and four yeses and i was like oh are you kidding me did i just click yes but it updated and now it's 33 percent no so 
we're doing a live fucking count on the yeah, this, this has been so much talk about this so if you if you're listening to this pod at this point like go check in on how the poll went yeah go check out our twitter because twitter has been kind of lit i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that it ends at 68 percent yes 68 percent of people on our twitter vote yes i think it'll be in the 70s I think it would be significantly higher if you did a positive, negative, neutral. But I think since you use oh. the word hate, I think since you use the word hate, people are like, dude, I can like, change it. People who are like, eh, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, I hate Patrick Reed. They're going to be like, eh, no, I don't hate him. Yeah, I'll have to edit it out for the next for the Bryson one. Who sent an image? Oh. That's funny. <laughs> Stop the count. <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty. What do you got yeah. for me, Sean? Um, I'm honestly just surprised you didn't go name by name through the Houston Open leaderboard. <laughs> and also, I love that you're shitting on Brooks for being even par for, through nine holes on Thursday. <laughs> I'm not shitting on him. I'm just you saying just he's not like, winning the tournament. I said he wasn't winning the tournament before the tournament, and that's com- proof he's not winning the tournament. He's completed 12.5% of the tournament. What? And yes, like, and he's even par. The leaders are only at five under. It's not like he's that far off. Stats would show he could, I'm correct. Okay, I think. If he goes and shoots a back nine three under, like yeah. he's right back in it. you got to think the leader tomorrow after round one is going to be six at least. Soft conditions. I mean, really, All the right. only threat—the only threat really—is Luke List, who's five under through fifteen. Yeah, he's feeling it, Sean. He's five under through fifteen. That's not even close to Brooks. No, you got Vegas three under through thirteen. Wyndham Clark three under through thirteen. Adam Long three under through eleven. Trainer three under through eleven. You got some, Sean. I think it's I mean, gonna end at six. Quite possibly still, but if Brooks gets to three, like he's he's very in this tournament. No, he is not. No, he's not. And this is only assuming that Brooks gets to three under. You're assuming that these guys, like, you're so you were throwing out guys that are three under through thirteen, saying they're gonna make three birdies in their last five holes. No, I'm saying there's a chance. Yeah, well, there's a chance. Brooks Brooks has more holes than that to make the same amount of birdies. <laughs> but <a> he's chance, <laughs> there's a chance Brooks is six under himself. I feel what you're saying, but with only one birdie, I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm just, I'm just saying that before we started recording, you were like writing Brooks off because he's tied for 54th through nine holes of day one. I, I guarantee you that you Brooks how, Kepka doesn't top ten this tournament. Do you know how? I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying it's ridiculous to write him off right now. Uh, that's what I'm doing. Do you doing. know how often people are in like a position like this and win the tournament? So little. Actually, very frequently. Show me the stats and I'll agree, but... Dude, people do this all the time. There is no way. Yes. People, like... All right, let's see what last week at the Mayakoba. Let's see what Vic shot in the first round. Five you, under. Oh. You realize that's looking at a oh, sample damn, size. Oh, damn, he shot of, four under. Looking at a sample size of one is not a sufficient sample hmm. size. You what did the least, leader in the tournament shoot least, in round one at Mayakoba? Four under. Hmm. You need at least 30 
examples for it. Hmm. All right, we'll check the Butterfield Bermuda. What did Lucas Herbert shoot? Oh, fuck. 69. There you go. Wow, it's a three under. Like, and yeah. as I'm saying, you can't just look at one tournament and use that. <laughs> Scott Stallings. You need like you need like thirty examples. In that same tournament, Scott Stallings shot, uh, shoot five over the first three over the first day, tied for fifth because he shot sixty two. You're gonna tell me one. you've never seen people that go like 72-64 all, all I'm of a sudden, saying, like, right in contention. You do all that. I'm you saying that all the time. All I'm saying is Brooks Kepka has yet to demonstrate this tournament through nine holes that he is going to win this tournament. What did Lucas Herbert, how many birdies on the front nine? Two. Oh, it's oh. a Thursday in a regular PGA Tour Let's event. Check, and check we're the talking about, It's hmm. a Thursday in a regular PGA Tour event. And we're talking about Brooks Kepka on the front nine. You think he gives a fuck yet? No. Does he give a fuck to begin with? I think that's the issue at play here. If he makes, he'll like half-ass it till the weekend, and if he makes the weekend, maybe he'll start trying. Here's the thing that I don't think you're understanding, Sean. If this was not the Houston Open, which actually is a pretty decent event, if this was a major, yeah, Brooks Kepka, I'm not writing him off. There's no way Brooks Kepka might win the tournament if this is a major and he shot even. That doesn't matter at all. But considering this is the Houston Open. And Brooks Kepka is even through nine. I, I think studies survey would say he's not winning this tournament, and that's why I'm writing him off. And that's why I'm going to bet on it. So the reason that we're having this debate is because one of our buddies, John, who we talk about on the pod a lot, he, he did his fan duel for the week and had he said he's really feeling a win from Brooksy this week, and I said no chance, and so that's why I'm so uh, passionate. I'd like to say, like, I wouldn't have told him to pick Brooks either. Like, I didn't think Brooks was a good pick this week. I just didn't think it was fair for you after nine holes when he's even par to be like, oh, you shouldn't have picked Brooks. Doesn't matter if it's fair or not. I haven't told him that. I'm just, I warned him before, don't pick Brooks. Kept going to win the tournament this week. Like, you, you can at least wait until the first round's concluded. Yeah, and I haven't sent anything to him. I know. I'm talking about our pre-podcast discussions. He's... He's just not winning this. Man, watch him win this tournament. You saying he's not winning this? Like that's not a that's not a great take. Like you could say that about everybody but one person in the I don't field care if it's a good take. Right. I don't care if it's a good take. All I said in the pre podcast is Brooks Kepka is oof, he's even par. Or he said what did I say? Oof, he's not winning this. He's out of it. You know who's not winning this? Jason Day. Jason Duffner. <laughs> Yeah, four under, a good start from him, but he's just no, he's just not winning this. Uh, I don't think there's no way he Ad, wins it. Adam Long not winning this. <laughs> Martin Trainer not winning this. I'd I'd agree with all of these I'm statements, Sean. You could you could say that about every single person in the field, and you would be right on all but one. So you saying that contributes nothing to this podcast. No, because wh- whoever I pick is gonna win the tournament, and we haven't given our picks yet. You almost never pick correctly. I've never picked correctly, I think is what yeah. you meant to say. <laughs> it's happening this week, Sean. It's happening. And I'm eyeing a certain I'm eyeing a certain cat out of Seattle, Washington. I wonder how many tries it would take, Sean, to get who I'm thinking of. I three, couldn't even name a player out of three, Seattle. Three birdies on the front nine. 
Do you want to give picks? I'm not seeing a single name and feeling good about it. Ooh, Graham McDowell's back. Two under. <laughs> Two under's back? Yeah. He's like 48, okay. 44. Okay. Who's who would, who's who's Houston enough to win this? You really got to think about it. Could Taylor Gooch get the job done? So basically, right now, as of recording, the leaderboard at five under is Russell Henley, Taylor Gooch, Mark Leishman, and Luke List. And since I'm sick of never picking winners, I'm only gonna pick the leaders of the first day. So I have to pick one of those four. It's not a great strategy. You know who I'm going with, Sean? It's his time. I bet you're going it's with Russell his Henley. Time. I've ragged on him before. This is definitely going to be Russell Henley. I've ragged on him several times before, unless it was at the Honda Classic. Russell Henley. Russell Henley. And you know why I'm going with Russell Henley? It's because he's from Georgia. Okay. Georgia golf reminds me of Houston golf. I don't know that you've ever played golf in Georgia, and those are just terrible takes. I don't think I've ever been to Georgia. The states are vastly different. I don't know. I've, I actually have played golf in both states, and they're just incredibly different. I've actually played courses in Houston that are supposed to replicate certain holes in Georgia, Sean. Okay. And I can tell you, from what I've seen of Amen Corner in Houston, it looks exactly like Houston, Texas. Okay. Am I wrong? It looks exactly like Houston. <laughs> place in houston looks like houston sweet take man but we were playing were we playing uh, were we playing houston golf club no we were playing amen corner but in if augusta you said, georgia if you said it looked exactly like augusta that would have been funnier that would have at least like made sense for your take you're just like this this course in houston that's supposed to look like a course in georgia looks exactly like it's in houston <laughs> like that almost like goes against your take <laughs> <laughs> no because he's so familiar with playing at home in georgia that it's nothing different it's like he hasn't even left it's, it's like he's russell henley probably thinks he's at augusta right now he's like fucking home right now i love the way that you just like say that states look like each other when you have they nothing do. to base that off of i've seen pictures Okay. videos i've watched a couple masters sean i think my new favorite thing to respond to you when you say something stupid is just k i'm not i'm not a girl i don't <laughs> <laughs> you could k me all you want my mom I'm k's gonna, me I'm every gonna, day <laughs> i'm gonna k i'm gonna k mood <laughs> after seeing the way it gets people fired up <laughs> what uh oh yeah i would say most people definitely leaves a sour taste who's your pick for this week I, oh like, shit! I'm staring at this leaderboard and I don't like a single name. Oh man, I have a sleeper pick. Oh dude, this is such a sleeper pick. Let me just fact check where he's from. As I type in his name wrong. Okay. Let's see. Ooh, my sleeper. The cat out of Georgia, University of Georgia. He's from Charles Chattanooga, Tennessee, so he's familiar with playing in the South. 
Keith Mitchell. Sticking with the Nike boys this weekend. All right, I'm going to pick Sam Burns. Oh, shit. Where is he? I think he's one under. Oof. Oof. I just don't like out of it. I don't like any of the names up top. He's out of it. He's only, he's oh he had two birdies on the front. I wouldn't sleep on him. Okay. I think two's the threshold for birdies on the front nine if you're gonna win or not. If you don't have two, I got tough news. I for feel you. like I've also heard you take have the take like oh you don't want to go too low on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to go too low. There's just no consist- <laughs> no consistency to the things you say. I gotta back up my picks. I'm not even saying just with picks. Just with everything you do and say, there's no consistency. And I'm sick of it. Sounds like a personal issue. No, it's actually very much a you issue. <laughs> I don't think so. Ooh, how could I? Oh, man. I have, I've been calling this tournament wrong the whole week. It's not the Houston Open. It's the Hewlett-Packard Packard Enterprise Houston Open. My apologies. This is, this is terrible, by the way. Hewlett Packard Enterprise. The HPE. Ooh, it sounds peaked. like a something it, you do not want. It peaked at forty-five and eighteen. First of all, the name peaked at the Shell Houston Open. Oh yeah, the uh, tournament peaked at the Shell Houston Open. Although I, you know, as you're aware, apparently Memorial was significantly better than Golf Club I'm at also, this point. Do you do you not know what Hewlett Packard does? No. Really? Well, what is that? HP. Eight. Oh. <laughs> Damn. One of the largest technology companies in the world. <laughs> I actually don't know much about HP. I'm just saying it's a massive company. <laughs> like I think I don't even think I know their logo. You, oh shoot! Let me go. For this. sure, know their. <laughs> For sure, know their logo. What's this? The Hewlett Packard. That's the worst name you could pick. A thirty-six billion dollar company. Packard. Oh yeah. Okay. HP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that yeah. That's a, everywhere. Yeah. This is a. Everyone knows that logo. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised they're doing. Are they are they based out of Houston? What's the deal here? I would have thought they'd be more into like a Austin tournament. If they're going to a Texas, if they're gonna, but I guess that yeah, they don't fucking care about that. It's not like whoever it's was. It's headquartered in Palo Alto. Yeah, whoever, whoever the Mayakoba first three words are isn't based out of Mayakoba, is my guess. So. No, typically not. Yeah. You know, what? shout out John Deere for sticking to their roots. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you don't, you don't get enough of those anymore. And that they've been a sponsor for a long time. They they stand by that tournament. Nobody nobody wants the Houston Open. It was the Shell, then it was the Vivint. Now it's all of a sudden HP. Like what's going on? <sighs> Clearly a lot. Yeah. This podcast actually ended up being way longer than I expected. Yeah, I kind of want to make double. We thought this was going to last 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh. That's all I got, folks. Yeah, I think that I think that's enough for today. 
Um, shout Thank out to CT Pan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Make sure to DM Nick saying, fuck you, Nick. Yeah. Uh, no, don't don't provide any context. Just do it. Yeah, and all all the winners will be getting their stuff soon. Oh, wait. Let me um, let me make Nick's pick for him for the week. I'm thinking Brooks. Um, no, he's going to go. Maybe Harold. Tyrell Atten's red hot saying, four over through nine. Wait, were you saying Harold Werner the third? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna pick him too because he's no. Let's go Tyrell because he's four over through nine, and he can beat Tyrell. No, I feel like I feel like Nick would pick pick Max Homa who's three over through ten. All right, sleeper up for Nick. I'm gonna go Tyrell Hatton. We'll give him just all of those names. <laughs> Nick can have anyone who's over par. <laughs> <laughs> Watch somebody who's over par come back and win. <laughs> yeah, all right. Next pick this week is just any player over par. Over par, <laughs> over par when the start of round one concluded. <laughs> or, or when uh, the end round of round one, one concluded. Yeah. <laughs> Not like actual round one, like just Thursday. Yeah, just Thursday. I'm going to screenshot all of the people currently over par just, just to make sure we don't forget. Nice. Really make sure we get all of Nick's guys in there. Um, to be honest, I'm not liking any of what he picked. Maybe Scott Stallings, but they're all over par. And I don't. What was he thinking? None of them are playing well. <laughs> yeah, none of them are playing good. We gave Nick like half the field. What's he? What's he gonna do with it? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really funny if someone who was over par won this tournament. Yeah. I'm actually kind of rooting for it. Like, <laughs> like it'd be awesome if like Scotty Scheffler pulled it off or something. So. I mean, oh. he's got those Texas roots. Yeah, he's got those. Texas he's actually roots. got a connection to the state, unlike these Georgia boys you're throwing. Out. <laughs> yeah, you're out here talking about roots, and you're just writing off Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> <coughs> Oops. But I think that's officially going to do it for today. Yeah, I got a cough. Um, thank you all for listening, and cheers. Cheers.